get up early every morning. I'd go to bed about 10 or 11 o'clock. I'd be ironing. You know, that's keep working and trying to make a living. I worked all the time, mm -hmm. night and day. Save my money and put it in the bank every month. Hello and welcome to Viewpoint. I'm Mike Daniele. It's Black History Month, and to celebrate diversity, we've got a story that will blow your mind. The Mananoc area is growing in its ethnic population, and it's something we should be proud of, but also put more effort into. After all, the civil rights movement is decades old, and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech should dispel racism. The story begins in the Deep South, Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And to help us tell the story is... Stephanie Bullock. Stephanie Bullock Ferguson. Yes. You were the recipient of a very special gift. Tell us the story and talk about the person who had a huge impact in your life. So the lady was Miss Osceola McCarty. And uh, I am from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And Miss, um, Miss I call her Miss Ola. She lived in Hattiesburg. I think she was originally from... Waynesboro, Mississippi, but she lived most of her life in Hattiesburg, and I never knew her. She actually lived not far from where I attended high school. I didn't know her personally, and when I got ready to go to college in 1995, I graduated from high school, um, started college that summer, I believe it was, and so my parents were not wealthy <laughs> we were you know middle class in the mm -hmm. south which my mom was a teacher my dad worked for the city and they had a college fund for us but they never anticipated the cost of college going up like it did mm. and my mom you know she went to college but she was still paying back her college loans in her adult years mm -hmm. and she never wanted that for us and so when I decided to go to the University of Southern Mississippi there in Hattiesburg. I couldn't stay on campus or anything because we were trying to pay for it. Even though I was a good student, I graduated high GPA, you know, in all of the clubs and class president and all that stuff. I still did not get a lot of uh, scholarship money from USM. Enter Miss Osceola McCarty, whose business was washing clothes. Her best friend, Jewel Brantley Tucker. She went to school and she only made it to the sixth grade. However, she was smart enough to start doing laundry. And what she did is she, she washed clothes and ironed clothes for the federal, for the, for the government people down at Camp Shelby and for some of the people who, who lived in Hattiesburg. And she made a fortune and she kept it in a little doll's buggy. And one time, at, at some point, her mother said, um, you know, you need to get rid of this money because it's, it's amounting. So what she did was to take it to the bank, and that's how she started learning to put money in the bank. The money she had in the bank, it grew and it grew and it grew and it grew. Which would amount to about $250,000, $260,000. Jim Cole, Chief Communication Officer at the University of Southern Mississippi. And, and she divided up. She, she wanted to give one 10% to, to her church. She gave three other dimes to, to relatives, cousins, and then she gave the remainder to the university. 
So Ms. McCarty gave $150,000 to the university in 1995, and, and when she did so, she designated it with a preference to African-American students and with a preference for people that were not of financial means that couldn't attend the university otherwise. So the first award was given in the mid-90s to Stephanie Bullock, who was a Hattiesburg resident. It shocked us. It shocked the world. <laughs> it was just unbelievable. One afternoon, I remember I got a call. It was from the foundation at the University of Southern Mississippi. The call was just out of the blue that I had been selected for a $100,000 uh, scholarship. And I was going to be the first recipient of this scholarship. And the scholarship came from Ms. Osceola McCarty. Okay, let me stop you right there and just go 15 minutes before that call came in. 15 minutes before your life changed. What were you doing? You know, I was just, you know, I was a freshman in college and I was just working. I was a medical records clerk at the local hospital. You know, just a typical 18, 19 year old. <laughs> I was just getting ready to go to work. And, you know, this was before, you know, like cell phones and all of that. The phone was ringing as I, as I was walking out and I just happened to catch the phone and it was for me. And um, the crazy thing is uh, we'd read about the donation in the paper. It made headlines, you know, and my mom had sat there and she said, man, it would be so great if you could get that scholarship. And that was a couple of days before. Wow. It was in the local paper, but I didn't I didn't get a chance to meet her until the school set it up so I could have the opportunity to meet her at her house. Because at this point, I, I believe she was 87 years old. She she was a laundry lady. She'd done laundry her entire life. And when I say laundry, I mean washboard tub laundry like she didn't have a wash machine. She didn't have a dryer. She done laundry. And, and that's and what she did for a business? That's what she did. Wow. Yes, that's what she did. She still, this was the 90s. Mm. This was around, at this point, I was a freshman in, co in college. So it was like 96, 97. She was, she had just not, just recently retired. But she saved all this money doing laundry. That's what she did. Hand washed starched pressed and she did it with a rub board and a tin pan we're in the wrong business do you realize that right <laughs> no <laughs> but she never had any of the things that we think we can't live without now mind you this is southern mississippi like deep south like mm -hmm. 45 minutes from the gulf of mexico <laughs> she did not have an air conditioner wow and we were in the house and we were like, oh, my gosh, like, <laughs> like you live here? She was like, yeah, just let the windows up, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> she never had a car. She was in her 80s. She would walk. She had a little shopping cart. She would walk to the grocery store and she'd walk back home. Uh, she had a couple of friends. They would pick her up to go to church. She lived a very simple life. She never married. She never had children. But it ended up with people calling from Washington, from all over the country for her to come. Like when we went on Oprah Winfrey, 
we went on that show and they came in the dressing room when they were dressing they were you know put it, applying her makeup which she really didn't need but they did that and Oprah came in and I've never been so humbled by anything Oprah got down on her knees and said Miss McCarty I'm Oprah Winfrey she said how you doing I'm Osceola McCarty she said I know she said uh, I'm glad to have you on my show and she said glad to be here and then Oprah got up and we I talked with her for a few minutes and then she went out and then Miss McCarty said I watch her on television I said I know you do yeah, she had never she'd never been on an airplane and then she was traveling to all parts of the country, right, meeting President Clinton. This country had more people like you. We'd have very few problems, and we'd be even greater than we are. And I'm very proud of you, and I thank you so much for what you've done and for the example you set for people all across America. It, it, it changed dramatically, and so this woman who had never really left Hattiesburg, who had never seen the university that was just a couple miles away, um, was now uh, sitting on the couch with Oprah. She spent most of her life doing other people's laundry in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. But today, 87-year-old Osceola McCarty became Dr. McCarty. Osceola McCarty spent more than 75 years washing and ironing other years people's clothes. of simple clothes. living, she managed to collect a small fortune of... met me up there at the mall, I think. She said, ain't you Miss McCarty? I said, yes, I am. She said, we're going to quit spending our waste and our money and go to saving our money and do. Mm -hmm. So you have touched us. Inspired. I said, thank you. It's probably a good time for us to stop and to consider Osceola McCarty and her rise to fame and, of course, the woman whose life was first affected by that simple gift. And it wasn't just a gift of, of money or an endowment, but it was about work and inspiration and education. And this is just part one. Stay with me for next week. That does it for another Viewpoint. Thanks for tuning in. If you've got a topic or a story that's of interest to you, or if you want to share your story, contact me, Mike Daniele. I produce and host this program, and it airs on several stations in the Manadnock Broadcasting Group. We'd like to know what you think. Send me an email, mdaniele at nbgradio.com, or contact me at 603-275-0789. Special thanks to Stephanie Bullock-Ferguson and CNBC for assistance in the audio production. Viewpoint was produced in the studios of WK. KBK Keen and is responsible for its content. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. And remember, what matters is your viewpoint. <laughs>